Hi, I'm Jess, a women's health enthusiast raising my family around the world. And like you, I'm a girl who's seeking solutions. And I'm Cody, a holistic health practitioner, functional nutritionist, and a period problem solver. Did you know that periods don't have to feel like a monthly curse? That's right. We want every girl to actually look forward to her time of the month because our periods can tell us so much about our health. It's time we start seeing our periods as our girl superpower. Yep, we are here to change the conversation about periods and everything else related to our health and happiness. Let's talk. Hey girls, it's Jess and me again. We're having fun today. Um, Today I'm actually going to go into kind of more of a deep dive episode again, just because we love to educate you girls and give you guys some information that maybe you didn't already know. And today what I'm going to be talking about is how PMS is very connected to our gut health. So just when we thought we understood everything about hormones, there's always something new to learn and that's what I love. Um, So what I'm going to talk today is about how hormones Um, actually regulate our menstrual cycle and how they are super influenced by what is living in our gut. But before I get into all of that, Jess, let's go over some of the things that our mixers girls say. This episode, I thought it would be so fun to talk about experiences that women are having with Her Love. Mm. Her Love is our product that is a support for women that feel that they're struggling with low libido. So... I'm ready for this. Are you, you ready? I'm ready for this. <laughs> okay. This will be interesting because this is a topic that not a lot of women love to just like volunteer information, but right. I feel like over at our on our Instagram, you know, like in that community, everything that's inputted to us is anonymous. So yep. it makes it so women are pretty brave about sharing a lot of and we little intimate it. details. Yes. yes. We love it. I love this. I wasn't sure what to expect. But wow, wow, wow. I sure felt all sorts of things. (laughs) I'm sure you did. Oh, I love it. Um, Another one. I love her love. It helps me feel like loving my man isn't a chore anymore. So you guys, the reason why her love does this is it creates a new blood flow that women aren't always experiencing. It helps to release that free testosterone that is stored up in our bodies that our bodies forget how to use sometimes. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, all her love does mm-hmm. is just helps your body to use and it kind of kicks it into gear. Yes. So yeah, it doesn't feel like a chore anymore. I like how she put that. So you just start kind of revved up and ready to go. Yep. Um, okay. Then another one, which we love this. You you sure need to be consistent, but wow, holy moly, did I notice a difference. And she's right. Mm-hmm. We don't claim that her love in one day, although there are people that say the first time they notice a difference. But we, her mm-hmm. love, just like her time, requires consistency, and she's right. It does make a difference, requires that consistency. Yes. Let those nutrients build up in your system and go to work. Yes. And then we're going to end with this one because it's fantastic life-changing literally a week after starting it, and I wanted sex as much and as often as my husband. Something that I love about her love is that women are feeling empowered in their sex life. Mm -hmm. Sex is not something that we just do for our husbands just to keep them happy. Sex can be amazing for women as well, Mm -hmm. and her love is what helps women feel empowered and that they want to have sex and that they want to enjoy sex. And Yes, it does benefit their partner as well because we're more in the mood, right? right? Exactly. And I love this too because I feel like for a long time, women didn't think that that was even a possibility for them to like have the same kind of level of desire as maybe their partner. But 
With her love, it is possible. And girls, the more sex we have, there's so many benefits. And we've gone into this in previous episodes. So go back and listen to maybe some of our February episodes. But it's going to help improve your hormonal health. It's Mm -hmm. going to help improve your mood as Mm -hmm. far as like just all those happy hormones floating around in there. And it actually makes it so you're less likely to have heavy bleeding and cramping during your period. So more sex you have, the better. Her love can help you get in the mood for that. Mixers is a company made for women by women. Each of our products have been carefully and lovingly crafted to support you in all stages of your life, providing you with the optimal health you deserve. Each ingredient we handpick is 100% all natural, backed by science and chosen specifically to better your life physically, mentally, and hormonally. Each product empowers your body to take charge of its monthly hormonal shift and flows, empowering you to live life to the fullest. Let Mixers take care of your needs from sunup to sundown, and you take care of the rest. Check us out at Mixers.com, M-I-X-H-E-R-S. Now we're going to go into Cody's deep dive. All right. Well, let's get into it. So yeah, today we are going to talk about the gut hormone connection because our gut health is so closely connected to how well our hormones are balanced and how well we feel. So I want to get into that, kind of how that is connected, and also talk about what causes poor gut health. So if you guys have been paying attention, you know, all the health headlines, it seems like it's being talked about everywhere, which I love because this is so important. You've probably heard about the gut microbiome, okay? I've talked about it here on this podcast. We talk about it a little bit on our social media, but I know you've been hearing this from other places too. Um, The gut microbiome is basically, it's a collection of good and bad bugs that live in our GI tract. And they have an they have an outsized influence on our health. They have, they have so much influence. I should even say that. It's just, they literally can determine so much about our health. So, but here's something you might not know. The gut microbiome actually has a direct and really powerful effect on our hormones. There's actually a group of bacteria in the gut that's known as the estrobolum. And what the estrobolum does is it like, it's these little guys that are in your gut that basically metabolize, like picture them just kind of eating up the, you know, the used up estrogen, right? They metabolize and eliminate this estrogen from our body. But that's not all. Um, A healthy gut helps hormones in so many other ways too. So a balanced microbiome um, also helps to lower our like inflammation levels. And we know how important that is. Inflammation is our body's response to disease or pain or, you know, a lot of things. And so if it gets out of control, then it can actually be one of the root causes of some of the um, diseases that we deal with. So we want to make sure we're doing everything we can to kind of help um, decrease the inflammation in our body. Also, um, having less inflammation promotes better hormone balance and may be especially helpful for those of you girls that are dealing with hormonal acne. That hormonal acne is actually a visible sign of inflammation. And so if you have breakouts um, that are happening regularly, that is a sign that there's some inflammation in the gut, most likely. So whatever we see on the outside, is a, it's like a mirror of what's happening on the inside. Also, microbiome and um, all of that helps to support 
our balanced blood sugar, which is essential for healing hormones. That's one of the first things that I try to help my clients do first is try to really get a handle on our blood sugar levels. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about how to do that um, as I go on. But a healthy gut also allows our bodies to extract or pull out the nutrients that we need for hormone healing from our food and even our supplements. So if you suffer from hormone-related health issues, which I can see like in my mind, all sorts of hands going up when I name off some of these common you know, issues like acne, bloating, PMS, are you guys raising your hand yet? Heavy or irregular periods, PCOS, ovarian cysts, hair loss, mood swings, fatigue, low libido, like I could literally go on for, there's so many. If you're suffering with any of those, then you are definitely suffering from an underlying hormone imbalance. Those are all symptoms, telltale signs that there is hormonal imbalance happening within you. And you can help heal your symptoms by addressing gut health. It's one of the very first steps. So this is why I wanted to record another podcast episode, really, really focusing on this because I feel like it's a very helpful um, step and information that we need to have in our hands so that we can take the appropriate steps in our life. A healthy gut, bottom line, is directly linked to healthy hormones and hormonal health. All right. So let's talk a little bit about the estrobolum. Like I said, the estrobolum, which is a collection of bugs in the gut that are specifically devoted to processing and then eliminating estrogen from our bodies, they help to protect against a common condition, which you girls are all familiar with now called estrogen dominance, right? And what that's when our estrogen levels are high relative to our progesterone levels. I want to clear that up too, because I feel like it's a little confusing. When there's estrogen dominance happening in the body, it doesn't always mean that um, estrogen is necessarily too high in the body. It, you could actually have low estrogen, but if your estrogen levels are higher than your progesterone levels, then it, that is considered estrogen dominance. All right, estrogen dominance is triggered by a perfect storm of like modern day lifestyle factors. So things like the foods that we eat, um, the toxic products that we use, if we're undergoing a lot of stress, which we all are, if we're not getting good sleep, and I mean more like not so much about the quantity of sleep, but really the quality of sleep, that's going to make a huge difference for us. Also, exposure to environmental toxins, and there's like so much more too. <laughs> there's so many things, but a lot of these things can trigger estrogen dominance. So um, that's where our the estrobolum comes in, okay? So if our estrobolum is in poor shape, like if the balance of the bugs in the estrobolum is off, then our ability to detox this excess estrogen will be compromised. So there are other factors um, that kind of help play a part in this as well. They actually play a pretty big part. So I don't want to just say it's only about the estrobolum, but the other factors that play a part are like if your detoxification systems, like we have these detoxification systems with our body, um, like our liver health, right? Those kinds of things, our gut health, our liver health, our kidney health, all of that. Um, if it's subpar and we're not detoxifying efficiently, then um, it's going to really affect us. So the estrobolum is really one of those key players in the detoxification process. So if it's also kind of subpar, then we won't have proper elimination and detoxification. That that used up estrogen that should just be leaving our bodies gets reabsorbed 
And that's what causes a lot of like havoc in our bodies and causes a lot of the issues that we are feeling and seeing on our skin and, you know, all of that. So we just want to really, really support these detoxification pathways um, because that it's like the best thing we can do. That's that's how we heal this, right? So poor gut health and subpar detoxification are triggered, again, by poor diet. Um, it's just so important. What we eat makes a big difference. Um, but a big part of that is micronutrient deficiencies and toxin overload, okay? So it's so important to support your gut health, to truly heal your hormones, and then to also solve those rotten hormone-related symptoms that we are all too familiar with. All right, let's talk a little bit about the signs and symptoms of an unhealthy gut. Okay, some of you might like already know your your gut health's not like the best it could be. Um, some of you might not even know that you're you could do better that your gut you know could stand some improvement so let's just talk about some of the signs and symptoms so that you're aware um as a practitioner we use um we use a term called you know that that describes imbalanced microbiome you maybe have heard us talk about dysbiosis okay so that's the new word of the day right dysbiosis um that's a term we use to just describe that there is an imbalance when it comes to your microbiome or that um, inner environment that's within your gut. So here are the key symptoms that I want you guys to look out for um, of dysbiosis. Okay. Obviously hormone imbalances. Okay. That's just a, that you guys should have that very clear in your minds. Um, That is telltale sign. So if you have any of the symptoms that I mentioned before, um, there you go. There's probably something happening that's not ideal within your gut. The other things, like I think that we kind of tend to brush aside and kind of don't pay a lot of attention to, because I think, like we always say about hormones, like it's common, but it's not necessarily normal. And that's things like bloating and gas. So, like if you are eating a meal, And all of a sudden you're like, okay, I need to undo the button of my pants, you know, because, oh, I'm just so bloated. That's actually not normal. And that's actually a sign that there is an imbalance happening within your gut or you may be experiencing gut dysbiosis. Other symptoms are things like heartburn, um, acne, or even other skin issues, things like rosacea and eczema, you know, things like that. Also, um, pay attention to like your bowel habits and your elimination habits. So if you are experiencing chronic diarrhea or you have constipation or you have both, telltale. That is a telltale sign that there is a dysbiosis happening within the gut. Also, a symptom that I think we say a lot, but maybe we don't quite understand what it means is brain fog. Um, So when I describe what brain fog is, I think people are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's something that I definitely have felt um, and they get what I'm talking about. But basically brain fog is when, you know, like you just, you're trying to think of somebody's name or you're trying to come up with a specific word and it's like on the tip of your tongue, but you just can't quite get it, or you're having a hard time, you're supposed to be paying attention, learning something new, but you're having a really hard time concentrating and focusing. That's what that's what we call brain fog. Okay. So if you are experiencing that um, on a higher level, something that you're like, man, what is going on with my brain? Like I noticed, you know, like I remember feeling like this a couple years ago. It was one of the things I was like, okay, I must be exhausted or I'm just getting older. I don't know what the deal is, but I feel like my brain is not functioning. Like what is going on? It kind of scared me a little bit. Um, And then I found out that it was actually, you know, what we call brain fog. And um, it was so related to what was going on with my overall hormonal balance, my hormonal health. So 
luckily that wasn't something that had to stick around forever once I figured out how to give my body what it needs so that my brain could function the way that it's designed to, ideally, right? Um, Optimally. So another one too that I don't think people associate to um, because we think it's more of something that's going on in our head, but our head and our gut, our brain and our gut are very, very related and that's headaches. So if you are somebody that experiences a lot of headaches, this could also be a sign of gut dysbiosis. Um, If you're someone that gets sick a lot, like you are frequently ill and it could be anything from like colds to even yeast infections, okay? So if that is you, there most likely is something going on within the gut. A lot of our immune system, our immune strength comes from having a good, healthy gut. Um, So pay attention to that. Um, Also, if you're kind of dealing with um, an extra amount of depression, anxiety, things like that, any other mood kind of disorder, again, like I was saying, the brain gut um, is so connected and a lot of our serotonin, in fact, 80% of our serotonin, which is our feel good, feel calm kind of hormone, um, is produced in the gut. So it can have a huge role in how we feel mood wise. And it's really, really important to make sure that we're not just trying to treat the symptom of depression and anxiety with, you know, drugs or things that help numb those feelings, but instead really do yourself a favor, start giving your gut the actual nutrients and things that it needs in order to be able to optimally produce that serotonin. And you will you will actually see a lot of those um, mood disorders kind of dissipate because of that. So it's something to definitely be aware of. There's a lot out there that you can go and read about and learn about. And I will continue talking about it here on this podcast just because I feel like so many people that I love and know in my life that are dealing with a lot of anxiety or depression, um, this has been a game changer for them to understand how, how big of a role their gut health plays in this. Okay. The other things are if you're feeling like chronic fatigue and, um, I know we're girls, we're like, we're juggling every ball we could possibly get our hands on. Right. And, um, it's tough to not want to do that because we are, we're naturally just people that want to, we want to do all the things we want to help all the people, you know, we want to do. So a lot of times I think we think, well, of course we're tired. Like we, anyone would be tired if they, you know, do everything that we have to do. Yes, for sure. First of all, I'm just going to say, if you're that type of woman, start drop some of those balls. Okay, do yourself a favor, drop some of those balls. We do not need to do all the things. It's not good for our health. It's not good for our hormones. And it's one of the leading causes of chronic fatigue. But chronic fatigue actually feels like, if you've ever felt this, like you're really heavy. So imagine like you just did like a really killer workout and you have those sore, heavy muscles. Um, that's the feeling a lot of times that is chronic fatigue. Now, it doesn't have to be that extreme, like where you can't even get in and out of a car or sit down on the toilet or whatever, but just that feeling of heaviness, feeling like you had the a total amount you know, of hours of sleep you needed at night, but then you wake up still feeling tired. That's chronic fatigue. The other one, and this is something kind of we talked about before in our last episode, but if you are having difficulty losing weight, you're doing everything, you're exercising, you're eating right, all of that, um, there is actually some really amazing studies out there that talk about how much the microbiome in our gut actually plays a role on whether our body is able to lose weight or not. And it really it really comes down to like whether our body is sensing that it needs to save every single calorie you know that's being put into the body 
and store it away for, you know, for survival in the future. Or if you're the type of person that's like, it's no big deal. It just burn through those calories and get rid of, you know, whatever excess is in my gut. Um, yeah, there, that's a, that could be a reason. It could be literally, um, it could be determined by the type of microbiome or the type of bugs, we should say, just in your gut. Um, actually, studies like I talked about show that individuals that um, are obese actually have a less diverse microbiome than those who are slimmer. And as people that are obese, they do start slimming down. Actually, their gut flora changes, which is incredible. It's really cool. Um, so you need to have healthy gut flora to break down fats and sugars. And then, like I said, to get them in transit out of your body, um, just like you need your gut flora to eliminate excess hormones, like the estrogen that we talked about before. It's really, really linked. Okay. Um, depression, anxiety, other mental health disorders are also linked. Like we've talked about. Um, it's just, it's all just I mean, just let me say, gut health matters. It's all about that gut, girls. All right, so let's get into some of my top tips because like I always love to do, I like to give you guys actionable steps um, and I've got nine of them today, okay? These are ways that you have control to help heal your gut and to help solve your hormone problems, okay? So the first one that I will tell you is say goodbye to white foods, okay? Even if it's just for one month of your long life, it is going to do so many amazing things for you, okay? So what I mean by white foods, things like that's dairy, that's sugar, and that's gluten, okay? Research has linked sugar to disruptions in the gut microbiome. Also, um, it's been linked that a lower intake of dairy products has been associated with actually better gut health. And I know that that's going to blow some minds because I feel like the um, dairy industry has done an awesome job with like their marketing, trying to convince us that um, dairy actually helps to improve our gut health. Now there is some truth and as there always is a little sliver of truth to that, a lot of dairy like yogurt, you know, things that are fermented dairy do have uh, probiotics in them that are really great for gut health. But unfortunately, um, there's a lot of other things that come with the dairy products that actually compromise our gut health. So I would just suggest remove the dairy, find other sources of those good probiotics, um, you could even get like a coconut yogurt, which is actually delicious if you've never tried it. And that will still give you those same, um, that same feeling of eating yogurt if, if you love it and will give you the, um, probiotics that you need. All right. Also, um, gluten, as we've talked about many times, has it's just known to aggravate the lining of the gut, the inside of the gut. You know, it's kind of like I've talked about, like it's almost like these little razor blades, like as it's going through the gut, it's like tearing up the inside of the gut lining and it it triggers a whole bunch of overall health and hormone problems, one of them being leaky gut. All right. The second one is start trying to sneak in more of those blood sugar balancing foods, okay? A healthy gut helps to balance your blood sugar and a blood sugar balancing diet helps to support a healthy gut. So it's really a positive upward spiral. It's a win-win for our hormones when we try to sneak in more of that. So what do I mean by a more blood sugar balancing diet? I'm talking about emphasizing the majority of your diet to be um to contain low glycemic or like low carb, low sugar types of foods and high phytonutrient foods. 
Um, phytonutrients come from the foods that are like richly colored. So our fruits, our vegetables, and even things like, you know, like our avocados that are healthy fats, like nuts, seeds, olive oil, salmon, all of those have really powerful phytonutrients. Phytonutrients kind of in the word, it's like fight, fight. They they go in and they fight against free radicals. They help our body um, to, to maintain health. So it's so great. Okay. Number three, I'm going to talk about like we just kind of did with the yogurt is eat fermented foods. Um, just a couple tablespoons. You don't even need a whole bunch of, of fermented foods in your diet. If that just sounds disgusting, honestly, it's not that disgusting. It's kind of great. Um, but yeah, it's going to make a big difference. Like things like um, that are rich in probiotics, foods that are rich in probiotics are things like kimchi and sauerkraut. Um, those are things that you can actually just go get at your store or you can make them homemade even better. Uh, but they can make a major difference in your gut health. Um, I love drinking kombucha. I love that coconut yogurt that I've talked about. All of these things are considered fermented foods and they help to be able to help populate um, the good bacteria in your gut and they are rich in probiotics, okay? The fourth tip I have is to live a low inflammation lifestyle. I know we can't always help, you know, what's going on around us, but um, inflammation is bad for the gut and it's just bad for overall health. So eating a low glycemic diet um, is going to make a big difference in lowering our inflammation. Also doing things that we can, you know, where we can and how we can to avoid toxic exposures, okay? So I'm talking about the things that we put in our bodies and on our bodies, um, so the food we're eating, but also the drinks that we're drinking, the products that we're using for skincare, for sun protection, for, I don't know, whatever, makeup, shampoo, deodorant, all of those things. Unfortunately, many brands are just really, really full of toxins and they're having an effect because your body absorbs whatever it's put on the skin. So just be really, really mindful of that and limit those um, toxic exposures as much as possible. Also get enough sleep and get enough exercise, okay? So that fine balance between moving your body but giving yourself enough time to rest, so important to help reduce inflammation. Um, also, Make sure that you're doing, you know, self-care. You really want to make sure it's not selfish. It's actually so important. It's like one of the most important things. And I think as women, we are good about doing self-care, but we think of it as a treat. Like we think of it as like, okay, I'm going to go get my nails done, you know, every two weeks. And that counts as self-care. Well, it does, but try to do a little something self-care every single day. It'll pay off. It's like, it's just that little bit of, you know, like oxygen, that little extra, you know, extra oxygen boost that you need each day in order to be able to fill your best, give your body this uh, signs and, you know, messages that you're safe, that all is well, that you're taken care of. That's important, especially for us girls. So important. Okay. So I talked about also eating the fermented foods, but let's go into the fifth tip I have for you girls. And that is to not only eat real foods that are full of natural probiotics, but take a trusted probiotic supplement. Okay. Most probiotics don't make it past the stomach acid, right? We've talked about how powerful the stomach acid is and how it literally can destroy the life cultures before they can even reach our intestines and then do their magic. So look for trusted brands and find a probiotic that you know is um, is well-formulated, okay? And there are tons of them. So I'm not even going to like push a certain brand. I just want you guys to do your research and look at the number of strains um, in that probiotic formula. 
um, look at the reviews of other people that have used it, things like that. Um, that's an ask your healthcare provider. A lot of times they actually are some of the best resources as far as supplements are, especially those that are like, um, that are working in holistic care and are looking at things on a functional level. So like a functional, um, health practitioner is going to a lot of times have really high quality supplements that they are aware of because they not only look at the medication and pharmaceutical side of health, but they also look at the natural side of health and how supplements can and nutrition can play a role in our health as well. So those are really great resources for you when you're looking for a trusted probiotic supplement. All right. The sixth um, tip I have for you guys is to limit your antibiotic exposure. I know antibiotics kind of get handed out like candy and antibiotics are really hard on our gut because not only are they killing the bad bacteria that we are wanting them to kill, but they also kill all the bacteria. So the good included. So it's so important because that gut bacteria is actually what's going to maintain our health. So be very, very cautious. Only use antibiotics when you really, really need them, not just for when you start feeling a scratchy throat, right? So talk to your healthcare provider about this as well. And really, really just think through and determine whether it's needed or not. Our bodies are amazing um, and our bodies know how to actually fight infection. The symptoms that we feel, a lot of times the sore throats, the aches and all of that, we get scared of those symptoms, but really the symptoms are just a healing response. So if we can kind of trust our body's own process and support it by giving the fuel or the food to the good gut bacteria, that good gut bacteria will always kill the bad bacteria if it's given what it needs. So I just say, be caught. I'm not anti-antibiotics. Believe me, they have a purpose and I have, I've used them and with my children. But I'm very, very, very choosy about when we will use those antibiotics because most importantly, I'm thinking long-term health. Like I want my body and I want my children, families, bodies to have strong immune systems um, for as long as possible. And unfortunately, poor gut health is like there's a link between people who have had too many antibiotic exposures. So just be aware of that. Um, You also need to be aware of how you might be getting antibiotics into your body, not just like a prescription type, but like you might be eating probiotics. So be very careful to avoid eating meat from animals that have been raised on antibiotics too. So that's something important that I think a lot of times we don't think about too. Um, Number seven, I'm gonna talk about how we need to rethink the birth control pill. Okay, so like antibiotics, hormonal birth control what it does is it actually erodes the balance of good and bad bugs in the gut. And there's a lot of studies out there that show that using the pill actually increases the risk of inflammatory bowel diseases, things like Crohn's disease and ulcerative um, colitis and things like that. So if you're on the pill now and you want to quit, just know that there are ways, because I know a lot of times it's kind of a scary thing to think, oh man, I'm going to go off the pill and then I'm going to be hit with all of these crazy symptoms. Well, there are ways that you can take like a systemic approach to coming off the pill that can really help you um, not have those debilitating symptoms. And her time is a huge part of that approach. So just be aware of that. But I always recommend, of course, consult a trusted healthcare provider whenever you are making medicine changes. All right, number eight tip is up your intake of healing micronutrients, okay? There is increasing evidence that sufficient micronutrient intake is important for gut health. And that micronutrient deficiency 
can have a really negative effect on our gut flora. So let me just share kind of what the research is saying these days about some specific nutrients that if you're dealing with um, unhealthy gut, these are some things that you truly might want to look into and make sure you're getting enough in into your body, whether it's through food or through supplementation. Okay. So vitamin B12, what it does is it plays an important role in shaping gut um, microbial communities. Okay. So there's all these different communities that are, are within the gut. B12, that's important. It helps to kind of shape these communities. Also, studies show that um, most women are magnesium deficient, and magnesium deficiency actually changes the amount of bifidobacteria in the gut. Okay, so bifido, there's lots of different types of strains of different bacteria, bacteria, and um, studies are showing that magnesium helps to kind of support the right amount of bifidobacteria in our guts. Also, research is showing that vitamin D deficiency actually changes the microbiome in ways that it can trigger inflammation. So we actually can, vitamin D is actually a hormone and our body actually needs the sunlight in order to be able to produce enough vitamin D. And unfortunately, because of just our modern lifestyle, um, many times we are not exposed to very much sunlight. So our body's unable to actually get enough of that light in order to produce enough of this hormone that we call vitamin D. So making sure that you're getting enough exposure to the sunlight, this is like midday. You could go out for like 10 to 15 minutes and get that sun exposure. That's when it's going to be the most effective. But truly, I always recommend, and you've heard me say it, get out first thing in the morning, go out at night, just get yourself outside, really let those sun rays expose um, like get on your skin. Like don't, don't cover up. I know that we're really, really afraid of sun exposure. And it's so sad because the sun is natural. And to think that we are afraid of something natural actually, you know, affecting us in a negative way. Um, it's unfortunate. The thing is, is that, let me just tell you that the sun is actually healing. The sun is actually nutritious for us. It's when we get overexposed, but the reaction, the negative reactions that we have to the sun often occur because of nutrient deficiencies that are within the body. So not just vitamin D, because obviously that's created with the sun, but some of these vitamins, minerals, um, making sure we have enough antioxidants in our body, things like that. That's what causes, you know, the aging from the sun. That's what's causing cancer. That's what's causing um, just the negative things that we're so afraid of. And it's really not the sun that's causing it. It's it's the inner environment that's causing that. That's a whole other subject, a whole other podcast episode that we could go into. But something just, you know, that I find very fascinating and love learning about. Okay, the other thing is zinc. Zinc deficiency is associated with like a less diverse microbiome and less bacterial activity. They just are a little too sluggish in the gut to do much good if there's a zinc deficiency. Also, um, studies are showing that having enough levels are like a high enough level of selenium is also associated with um, an increase in that bifidobacterium in the gut that I mentioned before. So those are some of the key key players. But I'm also going to mention that collagen, um, you know, we have her collagen now that just released a couple weeks ago at Mixers. And collagen is an essential component for healing and then sealing the gut. So this is important too, because collagen now is recognized as one of the key supplements for gut health. Besides just providing the building blocks for new collagen in the body, the amino acids that are delivered by hydrolyzed collagen, like her, her collagen, 
also help to support gut health. So anyways, it's so important you know, to note that even if you are eating a super healthy diet, which I know we're all striving to do, we still may be deficient in a lot of these key micronutrients. Um, it could be because of environmental factors beyond our control. Often it is, you know, from anything from like the mineral depleted soil in which most of our food is now grown to shifts in our growing practices, you know, that have reduced the number of vitamins and minerals in the various foods that we're eating. Um, so it can leave us eating a perfect diet and still being macronutrient deficient. So it's important to make sure that you are also implementing high quality supplements um, as a part of your day, as you're part of your daily routine. Now, like 25 years ago, when I first started as a, a nutritionist, I, I am still, you know, for this food first. I obviously want people to get all of the nutrients they need from actual real food. That is the first choice, of course. But over the years, I've just noticed even my clients that have just been eating perfect diets still were coming up with after blood work, um, showing nutrient deficiencies. And as I've talked about before, many times our, our hormonal imbalance issues, one of the primary root causes of hormonal imbalance is nutrient deficiency. So I am a big, big advocate now of using supplementation to kind of fill in the gaps that our nutritious food isn't quite um, filling. So using high quality supplements though is important because not all supplements are created equally girls. And I know we have talked about that many times. Um, so really, you know, do your research. I've explained many times why we care so much about this at Mixers and how we've tried to be so choosy about the ingredients that we use, making sure that when those nutrients are being um, extracted, that they're immediately being, um, they are being put like freeze-dried in a way so that it maintains the nutritional integrity so that you're getting as highly densely nutritious, you know, uh, nutrients in each of our supplements as possible. And, you know, we also are, we're so passionate about the delivery system too. We want to make sure that because so many of you may be dealing with gut dysbiosis or unhealthy gut um, environment that the last thing that your body is going to want to have to break down is a big supplement pill. Okay, so we we deliver our supplements in a liquid form so it's already pre-digested, does the work for your gut. So it's just ready to absorb all of those amazing nutrients so that your body can be nutrient sufficient instead of deficient. Okay, so some, some of our products that I would highly recommend that have several of the nutrients that I've just talked about in this episode, Her Time, obviously really awesome, has the nutrients that your body needs in order to um, help support your hormone system, your endocrine system. That's what its main function is. Also, her greens. Her greens is full of those green veggies. Um, helps with the liver detoxification. It helps with gut health. It has... Um, has digestive enzymes in it that also help to break down the food so that you can better be able to extract the nutrients from the food that you're eating. But obviously too, like our her, her, her multivitamin called her multi, her baby and her immunity. And of course her collagen are all great sources. So, all right, girls, it's all about that gut health, right? So you know it, you're pros at this now. I want you girls to commit to do your best this week to implement as many of these steps that I've shared with you today as you can to support your healthy gut and healthy hormones. It's just so amazing, I feel like, to learn how they are so linked together. Our hormones and our gut health 
totally connected, right? So thank you so much for tuning in. We really do hope that you've had fun and that you've learned a little something today too. So please be sure to share this episode with the girls you love because sharing is caring. It helps us so much. Um, Also, if you are so kind enough to leave a rating and review on this podcast on Apple Podcasts, it helps us to expand our reach to help, you know, help more women, help more women be able to find us, be able to learn here with us, all of that, it matters. So thank you so much for those of you guys that have rated and reviewed this podcast. Thank you so much. We encourage you guys to do that. Um, Also, if you'd like to continue this conversation with an incredible community of women, we do so over at our private Facebook group, Her Place by Mixers. This is the place where you can share your thoughts, your feelings, your struggles, your triumphs, and you can ask those questions that you have. These questions go out to the group. I also see them and try to answer them as well as much as I can. Um, It's just so amazing to have this type of community. I love seeing it growing and we want you to be part of it. So join us. Just search Her Place by Mixers on Facebook and then request to join and we will let you in and just participate because we need to hear from you. We need to get to know you. All right, until next week, girls, have a wonderful week. We love and appreciate you so much. Jess and I will be back again next Tuesday. We can't wait. So until next time, take care. Bye.